The Holy Gospel according to St. John. Glory to you, O Lord. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life. And the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light, so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light, the true light, which enlightens everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, and yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood, or of the will of the flesh, or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh, and lived among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks ahead of me, because he was before me. From his fullness... We have all received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is God, the only Son, who is close to the Father's heart, who has made him known. The Gospel of our Lord. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Who is like you, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like you, majestic in holiness, awesome in splendor, doing wonders? Who is like the Lord our God, who is seated on high, who looks far down? He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap. You know, the natural view of God from a human perspective is just this. Seeing God as high up, maybe even far away, God as powerful, mighty, majestic, awesome in splendor, doing wonders. This is what any human that believes in any God believes of their God. Awesome, high up, maybe far away, but majestic, and powerful. And all those things are true of our God. These verses I just read to you from Exodus and the Psalms 
proclaim it. And yet we who are gathered here on this second Sunday in Christmas gather to ponder anew this great mystery of the Incarnation in which God has done the unimaginable from our human perspective. Just a a word about incarnation. It is a 25 cent theological word meaning with flesh. God in the flesh. I remember this because in elementary school, they would post the menu up for uh, school lunches. And when we had chili, it would say chili con carne. And that meant it was good because chili is supposed to have meat in it. In fact, the best chili only has meat in it. No beans. Don't mess with that. But uh, chili con carne, chili with meat. Incarnation. God with meat. God with flesh on. This is a mystery. That God would become touchable. The incarnation breaks our concept of what a God is. That God would be near. That God would be as fragile as a newborn baby. That God could be carried in Mary's arms. That God would submit himself to the trials and tribulations that we face in our day-to-day lives. It kind of breaks our understanding of what God is. The eternal, all-powerful, immortal deity, the ancient of days, took on human flesh. The evangelist John in the gospel we just heard declares that the very word by which all things came into being has become begotten of the Father. The one who existed before there was time entered into time. The song, uh, you've probably heard it many times over these past few weeks, maybe even months, depending on how soon you started listening to Christmas music. Mary, did you know? You've probably heard it many times over these past weeks. The song, Mary, did you know, attempts to capture the awesome, mind-blowing nature of the Incarnation. Mary, did you know that your baby boy is the Lord of all creation? When you kiss your little baby, you have kissed the face of God. The sleeping child that you're holding is the great I am. That's something. I mean, we celebrate Christmas each year. We're familiar. We sing it in our Christmas carols. Uh, uh, we hear it on the radio. And, and, and 
you know, it comes and, and it's not the first time that we've heard this story. And so it can become so familiar that we miss how awesome this is. That God, that God would become human. That the one whose very name the, the people of Israel were afraid to speak out loud because of his holiness, because of his, his might, his splendor, his power, they were so afraid to speak it out loud that they would just skip over it when reading it aloud. It was just to be understood that this same God would become touchable, holdable. It's an amazing mystery. I love mysteries. I'm an Agatha Christie fan. love watching Poirot, reading the books and and everything. But, But this is not a whodunit mystery, something you can solve. This is a mystery that for well over 2,000 years we have pondered, treasured. It's something that we take on faith. Mary did, in fact, know all of these things concerning her baby. All of those questions posed by the song, Mary, did you know? Yes, (laughs) she did. She had God's word on the matter. The angel had spoken it to her and she said, let it be with me according to your word. In Luke's gospel, Mary pondered and treasured this word of the Lord, the mystery of the incarnation. And it is a treasure worth pondering that the Lord of heaven and earth who created all things would take on our nature and our lot to become vulnerable. That the Holy One would become touchable. That the one in whom is all life and light would submit himself to a painful, humiliating death on the cross. That God would do all this for you, for the forgiveness of your sin, to give you life, his life and salvation. That he has risen from the dead, that he is here with us this morning and he will again make himself touchable to you in, with, and under the bread and the wine as you receive him. That same body and blood that was nailed to the cross, that died there, that rose again, is given to you to heal you, to forgive you, to sustain you in faith. Who indeed is like the Lord our God? For the Lord of all creation, all-powerful, all-knowing, came and became a child so that you could become his child. 
So you could become a child of God. Now, John makes it clear that this status, child of God, is not anything that you have received through the privilege of natural birth. Nor is it a decision of your will, something you could just decide and elect to do. No, being a child of God is a gift through the grace of God given to you by faith in Jesus. I invite you, whatever your New Year's resolutions are, whatever plans you have, Add one more. Maybe scrap all the rest and just have this one. I invite you to start each day and end each day by confessing with your lips out loud so you can hear it too. I am a child of God. God created you and this world in which you live. He has claimed you as his own by his precious blood shed on the cross and by giving that gift of life to you in holy baptism. Your sin is all forgiven for Jesus' sake and his light now shines in and through you. You are a child of God. Talk about a mystery, something to ponder and treasure. What a gift. This mystery is not something that we can ever solve, come to the end of and have it all neatly wrapped up, plumb the depths of, We simply enter into it by faith and rejoice in it. Truly, as John the Evangelist writes, from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. Who is like the Lord our God? In the name of Jesus, amen.